Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. It feels like branding and marketing goes in cycles of themes, from earnest and snarky to authentic to sarcastic. A few years ago, Terry O'Reilly gave his walrus talk about vice. Are we cycling back up to marketing vice again? Is that even possible in isolation? It was time to get an update from the master of advertising himself. This is the conversation piece, and this is Terry O'Reilly. The tone of advertising right now, meaning mid-pandemic, is very emotional. There are a lot of different eras of advertising. A lot of it is dictated by who sits in the White House, believe it or not. During the uh, Obama years, there was a lot of humor in advertising. During the Bush years, it was there was not a lot of humor. It was very sober. And during the Trump era, it's it's very uh, muted. And I would say mid-pandemic right now, you're seeing a very uh, emotional tone because there's a lot of emotions running rampant right now. I think once we get out of the pandemic, you'll see a lot more hopeful advertising, a lot of humor come back to advertising. And, and the tone will make a big shift, and then you can really get back to advertising those vices. Thank you. Lust, gluttony, greed, sloth, envy, pride, wrath. The seven deadly sins, or an advertising brief for Molson Canadian. Hard to tell. Branding Vice has a long history in my industry. I give you Don Draper. As he lit a lucky strike, he was pouring three fingers of bourbon over ice as he seduced his client's wife, all the while dreaming up some zippy new copy for a beer in his head. Yes, Donald's was a multitasker. But the love of Vice goes back much further than the madmen of the 60s. Many of the mightiest advertising agencies that started in the early 20th century, the ones that still stand today, like Young and Rubicam and BBDO, were all founded by the sons of preachers, which I find most interesting. While those young men watched their fathers rail against the deadly sins with fire and brimstone and saw a repentant congregation come back week after week for forgiveness, those boys saw a future in vice and built monolithic corporations. See, advertising stumbled onto its greatest insight back then. And the insight was this. Everybody is really two people. The person you are and the person you want to be. All marketing is squarely aimed at person number two. You want to be sexy, you want to eat in the finest restaurants, you want to be a highly paid individual, you want to vacation in, in exotic locales, you want your neighbors to admire your car, you want to show off your house, you want to let off a little steam on the golf course. That is code for lust, 
gluttony, greed, sloth, envy, pride, and wrath. Maybe you're thinking there was more vice advertised back in the bourbon-soaked skin cha uh, skirt chasing rather Mad Men days. I say no. With the exception of tobacco, there is way more vice marketed today. There are now hundreds of beer brands. The liquor category is overflowing. Casino advertising is big business. There are plastic surgery ads. There is a 24-hour channel dedicated to home shopping. The Victoria's Secret Fashion Show is now a major network broadcast event. And then, of course, there's Ashley Madison. When I was a young green copywriter, I saw firsthand how unstoppable Vice was. I had written a TV commercial for Labatt. The script had three guys sitting around talking about beer. It was clever, I thought, and funny. And the client read it and said, where's the girls? And I said, well, there are no girls in this commercial. And he said, it'll never fly. And I said, well, wait, 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 wait. I said, beer drinkers are smart. They like to laugh, and they don't need girls in every single commercial. So he just stared at me and said, fine. We'll bring your commercial into a focus group and test it against another commercial we already have. And I said, great. There were 12 male beer drinkers in the focus group that night. My commercial was shown to them. There were a few half smiles. Then the other commercial was shown, which I seem to recall featured the Swedish bikini team. And in a show of hands, the men were asked to vote for their favorite commercial, and 12 hands shot up for the bikini team, which proved to me that you can't fight vice. But I'm gonna make a confession, right here and right now. Truth be told, Advertising vice is fun. I'm sorry, it just is. I won't be surprised if at least one of my esteemed fellow speakers stands up here tonight and points to marketing as the root of all evil, the source of all viceness. And I'll sit down there in the penalty box. But I have to tell you something branding vice is wickedly delicious. Because look, I spent 20 years working on Goodyear tires, trying to come up with interesting ways to make you fall in love with vulcanized rubber. <laughs> it's not easy. I had hair when I started in this business. My job as an advertising copywriter was to infuse emotion into products, like tires and toothpaste and deodorants and, and cheese. And it was difficult, it was vexing. But with beer and liquor and casinos, we had the opposite problem. The naughtiness overfloweth. We had to just pump the brakes on that, right? <laughs> Entire advertising, you're trying to attract attention with tread patterns and rain-displacing technology. But with beer, you just need to show a guy in a bar ordering a certain brand, and an attractive girl notices him. Done. With toothpaste, you have to find ways to animate, animate rather, gingivitis. <laughs> but when you're advertising hedonistic adult vacation spots, you're shooting on a beach in Bali. When you're advertising deodorant, you're photographing underarms. When you're advertising a casino, you're filming slot machines and spilling, spinning roulette wheels and this cast from Cirque du Soleil in slow motion. <laughs> 
And when you're advertising cheese, you're advertising cheese. I think you know where I'm going with this. It's so much more fun <laughs> to advertise a vice. Plus, branding a vice is so easy because you're dealing with just three ingredients. Temptation, seduction, and a little dollop of shame. Now, tempting with a vice is easy. Seduction, voluntary. And shame is the parenthetical unsaid part. It's the element. See, a vice isn't a vice until you have mixed feelings about it. It tempts you, seduces you, and leaves you with a couple of small red marks. And that's why it's so much fun to advertise. It's the same reason why actors love to play villains. They get to tiptoe onto the dark side. As a matter of fact, over the past 20 years, 11 actors have won Oscars for playing evil villains. Clearly, mustache twirling is profitable. There's even a vice fund you can invest in. It consists of tobacco, alcohol, and defense industries. Okay, when it comes to vices, that's a touchdown, an end zone dance, and a ball spike all in one. Which brings me full circle to the founding fathers of the modern advertising industry. Those preacher sons understood the undertow of human nature. Without vice, there is no virtue. Without virtue, you can't define vice. It's the circle of life, Simba. And if you don't agree with me, we can talk about it right after this event. Meet you at the bar. I think there's no doubt we have been changed forever. I don't think you can go through a global pandemic and then revert back to the way we were pre-pandemic. I don't think that's ever going to happen. I think the biggest thing will be that we will not take everything for granted anymore. Just the thought that we could jump on a plane and go on a holiday just seems so exotic to me now. So I think we're going to take a lot of stuff in our lives and really appreciate it. And I also think there's going to be an explosion in travel, speaking of travel, when we get on the other side of this pandemic, because people have been isolated and cooped up for so long. Terry O'Reilly is the host of CBC Radio's Under the Influence and a new podcast called We Regret to Inform You. And he's just one of the over 800 fantastic Canadians who have walked, wheeled and webcammed onto a stage at the Walrus Talks. You can subscribe to We Regret to Inform You on Apple iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.